Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to RC Lawn Chair Pilots Podcast. Whatever this is. Yeah. Roll it. All right, guys. Welcome hey, back. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it feels like it's been forever, but it really hasn't. It's just been forever since we recorded because we got life got busy. Yeah, well, and we did two quickly back to back. Kind of, yeah. And then this one is not. Well, and the last one took so much to edit. My word. I thought it was great, though. I'm sure it. I I, I appreciate how it turned out. <laughs> I do not appreciate the seven hours of editing. <laughs> now you know what I feel like. Yeah. I prefer the two or three that I get out of our regular boring, just staring at and occasionally pictures popping up. I know it's less pleasing to the eyes, but it's easier on my sanity. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I thought it was a great video. I would like to do it again. I'm, so let us know if you guys liked it. We will do it again at some point. It's just not going to be a regular thing because my word. Yeah. All right. So. News. What do we Any have news-wise? News do you want to do that oh. later? Do what? No, we're fine. Okay. Um, so RC, rcbattery.com, they're still sponsoring us. They still love us. They're still awesome. We still love them. Yes. Um, but they just recently held a, a contest on rcgroups.com. Oh, yeah. Where if you submitted a review on their website and posted a link to it on the forum pay post, then you would be entered to win one of two $150 prize packs. Sweet. Now, me being the overzealous person that I sometimes can be, I posted a review, sometimes. and I posted the link, and completely forgot to mention that my Savage X89 user is me, Derek, of RC Launch Air Pilots Podcast. Yes, so and guess I, who won? I, I won. <laughs> so I sent, an e I sent a message to Richard on RC Groups and said, hey, by the way, this is Derek. <laughs> He's like, oh, shoot. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and redraw. So he, he redrew... Congratulations to the two winners. I forget their names. I don't have it up. Um, but they each won a $150 prize pack. That and is pretty awesome. Based on the message he sent me when he thought it wasn't me, Yeah. Um, it was, they want to be able to give you batteries you'll use. So he said, pick Here's out a, a couple, sit, give us, send us a list, and they'd do their best to fulfill. And if they were out of stock, they'd fulfill at a later date and stuff. Like $150 That's from them? Lot. That's a lot of batteries. Like, that, if it's either a lot of batteries or a couple massive batteries yeah big ones big batteries like, i'm huge. excited to talk about some things later about batteries it's not really news so it's not falls into this section yeah i don't really have any news um i've got some build stuff and i, I i've been doing some stuff with the batteries um i haven't been out to fly but today was a gorgeous day it was I a good day almost went out and flew mm. but at the park they were getting the ball filled ready and so oh, i was like yeah. oh, i don't want to run into people so, because I would. So one more, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. Uh, one more thing from rcbattery.com. Um, right now, they're having a promo going where if you spend twenty five dollars, you get a free lipo checker. Those ah, little buzzer yeah. light things. You get nice. a free one of those with an order of twenty five dollars or more. Sweet. Um, and again, all their batteries are awesome. I do Great need prices. to buy some more batteries, even though we just got some. There's actually some on my list that I still want. Yeah. And so. Um, I need to place an order. I don't need a battery checker, but I need to place an order. Yeah, I get, we already got you the battery checker. <laughs> yeah, and uh, two battery chargers. Two yeah. battery chargers. Yeah. I'm super stoked. You are I got to talk about those, too. I, I will talk about yeah. those. So, um, but um, I think that's it for news. I yeah. don't have anything else. Uh, no, I, I don't have anything either. All right. 
about we don't, we don't have notes so today we're, just, we're winging it it's <laughs> called <laughs> unprepared both of us <laughs> we have stuff to talk about we're just we did we just didn't prepare as well we just as didn't we write it down do. so it, yeah. this may feel scatterbrained at moments yeah. so what's next uh, normally outings products i have products no new using. products like we talked about the battery charger um, chargers and i've been using those and the batteries that we got from lipo, lipo, uh, on batteries rcbatteries.com and so those are the things um, my flight test a tiny trainer, mm-hmm. but really, I don't have anything new, and I've talked about all that already. Those are about the only products. Oh, and I am super crazy excited about what I can do with my Archer Series receivers. Uh, receivers. Yeah. They're super, super cool, and I'm only scratching the surface of what's possible with them. Yeah, they're they're quite capable. They're they're super 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 sick. I have the GR six and the R six. R six, yes. So, well, I'll I'll go on about a, a product really quick. Yeah, what do you then. got? What do you so got? I've been spending this these past couple of days working on my Willy Nilly's Gentle Lady. It's a balsa kit, as you know. Um, and Talked about it once or twice. Exactly. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, but one of the main glues you use with balsa, kit, balsa kits is cyanoacrylate CA glue. Okay, um, that's a liquid glue. Right? It's a liquid glue. It's basically super glue, mm-hmm. and you can get it in different viscosities. But when you're using the thin glue that wicks really well into all the joints, yeah. Um, if you don't like, it's it can be hard to get the tip of the glue bottle in there. Okay, into the little cracks. So you found something. Well, it's not that I found it. It's just this is what's available to help with that situation. Um, but there are these little glue tips. It looks it like may be a super hard to see straw stretched to a point. Yeah, so it looks like a little pipette straw. Um, it slips over the tip of your glue cap or, or your glue bottle, excuse me, and then it feeds down into this really, really tiny, like five thousandths of an inch uh, inner diameter tube. So that's first the thin stuff. Yeah. So you you take this, you wedge it over to the top of your thing, and then you just. It wicks right out. It looks it, like a really, really nice little tool. It makes it super nice to. Uh, it's flexible to too. Yeah, it's super, super flexible. So, like the, be- I can see some huge benefits. So, a package of what's that? Like I bought a hundred, a pack of one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty on Amazon for I forget how much, um, but willy nilly sells these in packs of five. So when you buy a kit, you can buy a pack of five. I think for a dollar or two. So a little bit more than I bought these for. Because I bought it in bulk. If you uh, I, like, we can put a link in the description. Yeah, if, I'll if put you're a link interested in, into in that. where you can get some of these. Yeah, um, it'll probably the, be affiliate links. So just I don't to let know you if know. my Amazon affiliate account is still active. It, it, you know, just it might be, it might <laughs> not be. Just let you know for some of you who get offended by clicking on links like yeah. that. Yeah, but these these um, bottle tips are awesome. They work great. They and look pretty cool. They make for a cleaner gluing job because then you're not just dumping glue and, and like, gluing your fingers to and everything. And the thin, like like the the other ones, the thicker stuff, it's not as big of a deal. But I've noticed with the thin, it's like you touch it and it's like half the bottle is trying to escape. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's kind of like crazy glue. <laughs> it is. That, that, I mean, that, It's that, super glue. Yeah. Essentially what it is. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. So those those are super sweet. I have found those super useful as I've been working on my uh, gentle lady. Absolutely love it. So sweet. Yeah, like looks nice. They, I like I see the functionality of that, 
And for 150 of them, I bet you, you didn't pay much for those. No, I don't think I did. I can. You go ahead and you were going to say something on the next bit. So I'll go ahead and look that up while you. Uh, I was. I don't know. <laughs> you were going on about outings and stuff. Uh, I, well, it's just that I wanted to go out on an outing. I didn't actually yeah. go. Um, and I didn't have any new products. So since the next section is outings. Um, none of us had any outings, right? Did you go out on anything? Did you take the trucks out or anything? Just inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is which is more than I didn't do any. Nothing driving. like super exciting inside. Oh, it was they were eleven dollars for one hundred fifty. Oh yeah, that's dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, I'm not going to do the math right now. Cause it's like it's what, a few cents, seventy five cents a piece or something like no, that. No, less than ten cents a piece. Oh yeah, you're right. It's like seven cents a piece. Yeah, something like that. Math so yeah, is hard. Th- those were <laughs> those are super awesome. I'll put a link in the description, um, so you c- if you want to get yourself some. Yeah, they did ship from China, or I don't. They may have shipped from China. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't really matter. But like he said, you can get them from. Um, you from can get them from willynealys dot com. They sell yeah. them in packs of five for a couple bucks, and honestly. Worth it, supporting a local business. And if you're and already going to buy something from them, you might as well just throw them yeah. in. Like you, you tack them on. Just tack them on because then you'll get them with your project. You'll have them for your project. You probably well, can only use it a couple times before it goes bad. It, it depends on how good you are about clearing it after you use it, okay. which is kind of tricky. Um, but I have found you can do two or three gluing sessions per tip. Okay, yeah. Um, if you're doing a willy-nilly's build in one night, so like if you're experienced and know what you're doing and you can do it in a four-hour session, you can use one tip for the whole session. Yeah, that makes sense. So at most two. So you're you're going to accumulate a little a stockpile if you keep buying with some. So well worth having. Or you can just buy 150 at a time and have it for I, a while. I, it, I won't run out of those for many years to come. <laughs> Depending on how many projects you build. Exactly. Or how many repairs you have to do. Yeah. Just saying, that's a possibility. Speaking yeah. of builds, which is, I think, is a great segue to what from. A, yeah. So, I'm staring at your four winged pieces. Yeah. They look amazing I for you on the podcast. I, I always apologize because you can't see these. Um, I'll post link. I'll post pictures in Instagram. But I have been working are, on the gentle lady wings. They are gorgeous. Like I'm a big fan of the naked balsa. Like, I like the way it looks. I'm not a builder. But, it but just just that just, that framework looks so nice. It is. It and looks really nice. these went together so smoothly. So they're all tabbed and slotted to easily fit together. Um, you can see I've got the uh, center brace. These are the two center panels. I'll go ahead and pull that out. Um, but that this is the brace that holds the dihedral between the two center sections. Mm-hmm. Um, when this is all done, it'll be glued into one piece. It'll sit at that angle. So there's your center dihedral, only a couple degrees. Okay. Um, but looks really nice. So mm. these two will be one piece? Yes. And then will those two also be part of the same piece? Yeah. It'll. When all is said and done, these four will be one. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, what is that? Um, Close to 48 ish. Yeah, it's about 40 something inches, almost okay. 48. Yeah. Um, so these were super nice. The way I, what I did is I took a piece of foam board, uh, scored it down the center lengthwise, and folded it in half. So I had a about a three eighths of an inch thick building surface. Okay. As you can 
you can see here, Stephen. Yeah, um, I can see here. You can see. <laughs> but I fold it over and then taped it down to the board that you guys, we were we working on, on on the last episode. Yeah. Um, and that made me a nice, smooth, flat surface that I could then pin into. Ah, so you, yes. using T-pins, uh-huh. I um, I didn't pin through the balsa of the wings, you but I pinned on either side to, to hold it down, like, like you do when you're pinning, because you don't, like if you're doing insect collecting or something, you don't pin the insect directly, usually it, the, you set the pins and the insect sits on the pins, depending on the style yeah. of insect. Yeah. But that's what you did, you pinned those down. Yeah, so what... That's awesome. So I took, um, for the center section, I took the leaning edge and I put pins on the front, and once I knew that that was all level, I put pins on the back side of the leading edge to really lock it in place. And then I got all the ribs set, put on my under lower spar, and then put on the trailing edge. And then once I knew all that was in the right position and square, I put pins up against the back of the trailing edge ah. to make sure it was pushing into the leading edge. Gosh. And then I ran all my glue. Nice, and then you tapped everything with the glue. All yep. right. And then I did that with all four sections. Went really well. So those were the two... Center spars and yeah, these, these are the or center tips. section. These are the two wing tips, and these will be at a much sharper angle. Do you have that already set? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the ribs, the joining ribs between the sections, are set at a specified angle. Um, yep. So there, you can see that in the video. It's considerably more. This is more like from the center section. It's like fifteen to twenty degrees. It's yeah. pretty sharp. Um, but it makes for a super stable flight. Yeah, the uh, the kit comes with two pieces that have the proper angles cut into them, so you can press it up against the rib that needs to be angled over, ah, and you can get it just right. Nice. Yeah, it makes it super easy. Super, super nice. Well, um, that's actually, and, and like I said, that's gorgeous looking for you that so can't see it. Oh, okay. Th this is this is the piece that it's gonna adds be hard the angle. To see. It's going to be super hard to see. I'll, I'll zoom in for it. Zoom. Hold on. Here it is up against my shirt. That'll be easy to zoom in on. There we go. Um, but you can see the the angle on one side. That tells me that was I the can tip use angle. that. Yeah, this is the tip angle that I can push that up against it and set the tip angle really easily. So these at all I have left to do at this point is um, I need to cut out. Ooh, let me just drop stuff. Preferably not. I would be sad for you. Yeah. Especially if it cracked or broke. So I'm going to show you, Stephen, first. But yeah. as you can see, the center rib, there's that window. That's yeah. where the spar goes. Okay. To, here's the, in the video, there's that little window cut. Yeah, you might have that, to zoom on that one, too. Yep, but. To where the spar goes to set, hold it, and support the angle. At, but the spar is much bigger than that window is. Okay. Because if they were cut it to the right size, it wouldn't be able to hold itself together. Prior oh. to gluing. Ah. Because if you look at this one that I've already cut, I cut all the way to that top and bottom spot. Oh, and that's supposed to be that way. Yes. So there, after the gluing, video. then you, you cut the spar. After and, and, gluing, and then you cut glue, the space. You'll yep. glue the, 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 the support the, beam, too. Yep. Then the support beam, I, it slides in beautifully. And I will, these I will glue down either with medium CA or with epoxy. Okay. Because I want them to be nice and sturdy. A little and bit stronger. Yes. Hold really well. And then will you go through and do any more strengthening, or that's what the wrap will be for is to help strengthen anything else on the wings? Well, so the next step on the wings is there's sheeting that goes over these bottom, these first two bays in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, 
that'll go on the bottom, and then there'll be sheeting that goes over the top. Okay. That'll add some rigidity to where the rubber bands go. Yeah. Um, and then in front, there's going to be what's called shear webbing, so that you got your top and your bottom spar uh, along at the cord of the wing. Yeah. Um, and there's a little piece of sheeting that goes across that across that window, and that adds a lot of rigidity. Okay, cool. So nice. those pieces still need to go in as well. So you still, I mean, you've done a ton, but you still have a there, there's ton to do. There's still some a ton of finishing work, <laughs> but I've made good progress. And yeah. then there's also a, you can see the sheet. There's this stick full of these little triangle pieces. Those go into several of the corners to help support it as okay, well. Okay, give it more support. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So there's still a lot of pieces that need to be glued in. I'm about halfway done with the wooden part of the wings. Wow. And then you still have to run your tubing for your control rods and stuff no. like that, right? These w these wings don't have any controls. Oh, no controls on those. Because okay, this is so a polyhedral wing. Ah, so, so no controls on them. Nope. I just have rudder and elevator on this airplane. Nice, though. All right. So, But there's that. And then uh, a week ago... At the time of this recording, a little over a week ago, uh, Willie Neely's finally released their power pod that can sit on top of the wing. Oh, I saw. Did you post it? I did. Uh, I saw it. I liked it. Yeah. Wherever um, that was at. They've been working on that for months. Looks, looks, looks pretty nice. Yeah. And it looked nice on the plane that, that, that they yeah, I think posted, mm, posted that on. I think I mentioned it, it uh, in one of our last episodes. Yes. Um, that it would be... Ten or so dollars. It I think it came out. It ended up being fifteen dollars. It's not too bad though. No. It's well, it's bad. a vacuum formed plastic shell that goes on, um, and then the motor sits inside. The ESC runs down through the arm of it, and then it'll fit a five inch prop max. And then you just run the wires into your battery and your receiver. Nice. So yeah, that that will be here on Tuesday. <laughs> so the day after this releases. <laughs> Oh, so you're, that's going to go on. What are you, are you that's going to put that? That'll only go on the second the, wing. No, it's going to go on this one because it, it's removable. Oh, 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 it's not permanent. No, it, ah. it just gets strapped on with the rubber bands that hold the wing in place. Okay. So I can right. choose whether or not I want to use it. Yeah, all righty. And I also ordered the power pack that it, it can be used for it. So it's a 1306 brushless motor, a 6-amp ESC. And it, it comes with a 352S battery, um, so I'll end up having five batteries for this plane when that when that gets here. <laughs> um, and then it also comes with a couple of propellers. All right, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean you've done a um, lot more building than I have. I've only done this in like the last three days. Yeah, I mean, I so off and on I worked on a little bit of the tiny trainer. Like I said, we we might show more of that. We might not. Um, I I worked on it a little bit. Um, what I did was I pulled out the power pack and was messing around with that, learning about how oh, that nice. all, and I mounted the motor to the power pod. Oh, very cool. Um, something I did learn is, uh, they must have changed, um, their motors that they were using, uh, at some point because the pre-drilled holes did not match the existing holes. Uh, really? yeah. So I had to drill some holes as I was I, I started putting it in I'm like oh this isn't lining up and then took it I I I, <laughs> I put that motor on <laughs> like eight times 
Yeah. <laughs> they don't always line up. And <laughs> but that, it does now. You, it's, it's, you do have to, one thing to remember that may or may not have been the cause. Um, but So there's the four holes that hold the motor on. Uh-huh. Um, if, if you're looking at the two that are, if you whatever orientation, two horizontal, maybe wider apart or yeah. closer together than the vertical ones. Yes. And this, this you don't... Well, this one I put all four in, but um, and it's because I didn't the way it was mounted. It if I only had two, it was crooked. The the, oh, the prop sat in crooked because of the hole. Which if I build another one, which I'm thinking I might, another um, power pod, another tiny trainer. Oh, okay. Um, we'll see how much I like this one, but this one is basically three in one. Yeah. Um, but if I do build another one, uh, what I will do is I will actually rotate the um, cap for the power pod. Okay. Um, uh, 180 degrees, and put that hole on the top instead of on the bottom. It oh, makes the, the firewall. Ha- yeah, because yeah, the firewall because they have two notches. They have a hole and a notch. Uh-huh. And uh, with the way this is, this one is set up, um, I should have flipped it. But uh, we should have pulled out the motor to see how it looked mm, when we were doing it. That, that was would just have been good. A, you know, just a noob mistake. <laughs> but it's not a mistake. I fixed it, and it yeah. will it will be fine. Oh yeah. Um, but it was just something that I had learned when I was playing around with it. So there I actually had to modify that hole just a tiny bit so I could get it to sit flusher. And then I put all four screws in so I could pull it tight. All right. Because otherwise. It would always be pulling a direction. Yeah, because it would be uh, it would because be, the motor wasn't sitting flat yeah, on the it firewall. It was slightly up and to the right, and so the firewalls is is at an angle to give you for the mm-hmm. rotation, um, but it would have been too much of an angle. Yeah, and so it would have been flying it up been and in a circle. Counterintuitive. Yeah, interesting. Um, All right, and so that's what I had to do on that. Um, but the other thing that I've been doing is because we've had some people in comments and stuff on different things with our batteries is kind of like, hey, are we going to test them? Um, I have been testing them. These things are pretty (laughs) impressive. Now, the biggest draw that I can pull on it right now with the setup I have is only 1.5 amps, which is not really a big draw, but... Yeah, it's super tiny. But for almost every single motor I have... That's more than what that motor is pulling. Are you sure? Yeah, on a single draw. Because um, they're all very, like, these motors are all very small. Even the, the I would I, I, I could measure it, but even the um, other flight test, the um, Radeon, the Knight Radeon, mm-hmm. it's not pulling very much. Like, it just doesn't, no, the motors are pretty efficient, so they don't have to pull all, as much. Oh, um, but, but it is only 1.5 um, amps, which is not very much. Um, but I have been draining them down, um, if I forget, till it alarms, which is at a 5%, it will stop. Mm-hmm. Which is really as low as you would want to go yeah. if you're just out. But like the one battery, the 2200 at 1.5 amps, it ran for three and a half hours. Holy cow. And then I charged it, and I did a quick charge. Now, one thing I did learn on the portable charger, mm-hmm. 
if the, you have the ISDT Q8. Yes, if you have that, and do not leave a battery plugged in without power on it. Okay. It drained one of the cells. I thought I had ruined my battery. Oh shoot! Because one of the three cells was drained to the point where it didn't recognize. Like I got errors when I oh, plugged shoot. it in. So I had to, <laughs> I had to tell it charge until it aired, and so it would charge for a few seconds, uh-huh. and then it would air out. And then I would unplug it, reset it, plug it in, say charge. So you're just sitting there pumping a, bu- a couple volts at a time until, until it registered. Until it got high enough on that one cell oh, that it would register. Then I charged it, and it, it because two of the three cells were fully charged, and mm-hmm. that third one was dead. Um, it would trickle charge. So yeah. once it got to a acceptable voltage, which is over 3.8 volts, I then did a drain. Yeah. So all of them would be drained down. There you go. And then I charged it again. And it's fine. It's fine. It's working <laughs> great. Like, it's great it's now. It's fine. <laughs> it's, I've been. And, it's and that's, not going to blow up. That's the one that I ran and did a full draw. Well, you know, 1.5 mm-hmm. amps. Um, with, uh, and it went three and a half hours. So after huh. I almost destroyed it, yeah, it is recovered. Now, I'm did surprised that... you were able to save it. Uh, well, you know, I was worried. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? So just a, a, like, like that's good advice anyway. I should not have left it plugged in. I didn't even think about it because I was actually using the 500, 5,000 3S yeah. As my portable charger, because I was testing it. Oh, so I had gotcha. it plugged in, and I was doing draws and charges. So the 5003S was powering the D- the Q8 to charge stuff. Charge and discharge. I yeah. was do- doing. Huh. And it finally died. I was like, oh, I'm going to charge this. So I unplugged <laughs> it, <laughs> and I plugged it into the other one. And forgot to and unplug, unplug the, the other b- ah. little battery that I was testing. Epic so that fire. was a really good test, actually. Um, I, I'm sure... That I've shortened the life of that battery. Yeah, um, probably. I don't know how low it actually got because it didn't start telling me until it got to 1.2 volts. Holy cow. Um, so just like while I was t- – and then I feel like that's a good test. Like when are you going to discharge one cell? To 1.2. When are you going to discharge any cell to 1.2? You're never because the Let system stops at 3.74. Yeah. That's the safety is like, that's zero. Yeah. <laughs> but it mark, was in there for a whole day. Mark that battery. See what happens. Just keep an eye on it. <laughs> so, um, but like I said, super impressed with the performance of these. I did a full charge uh, and a full discharge on the... Uh, 5,000, man, that thing it, all day long. And it, it it's annoying because I'm, <laughs> it's in my office and all I hear is this fan. <laughs> I mean, after a while I was like, so that one went, um, when did I stop it? I stopped. I finally got tired of listening while I was draining that one. Did I? I don't think I went. Let it go to zero, or, or to you know, mm-hmm. to, to drained, um, because it was just it just was going, it just was not stopping. Huh. Um, but again, one point five amps is not a lot of draw. No. These things can handle um, the five thousand. I think 
It's can, a seventy-five C, or was it a thirty-five C? It's. I wanted to. S- I want to say it's the Liperior one. It's the black one. So I think it's a seventy-five C. Grab that box over there. I still have the box. We can look at the label. Down here. I'm gonna cover our faces. That one is five thousand seventy-five. Seventy-five C. So seventy-five times. I forget the math, but it's. It's like. F- a burst of like 12 or 15 amps. No, it'll handle more than Is that. Is it higher than that? Yeah, so much more. So, um, but that, I mean, you don't want to constantly do that, but it is on a, um, a 90. Uh, what is it? PX90? Is it what? It, no, what is it? XT90. XT90, thank you. It is on a XT90. Now, when I was testing it, I built my conversion to XT60 because all of my chargers are XT60s. So I had to build some um, adapters. Yeah, so which is not a big deal for charging and discharging because no. it doesn't. I'm like the the charging part. I can do five amps on the new charger, and I can do two at the same time. The thing that I do have some qualms that I don't like about the new charger. Okay. Um, one of them is it doesn't tell me what the percentage is of the battery. Oh, really? Now I have I can do two batteries at once, so I use it just for charging, and I use my little one. My portable one. As inspecting and stuff? Yeah, for inspecting okay. it because it will tell – like I can see what the voltage is, what the t- overall voltage is, and what the voltage of each cell. They both do that. But uh-huh. the little one, the portable one, it actually will tell me what it's what it perceives as the percentage of that battery, which I like. Yeah. Um, where the the two the the two charger will not do that, but the two charger because I had because it's it's already default. I can do five amps without any issues. What they okay. consider um, um, quick charging. Okay. So, but and the quick charge is quick. It's pretty. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you can max out your charge rate at two or three C, then yeah, you're gonna you're cooking along. It's awesome. Um. Let's see here. Oop. Nope. I don't want that pop up. We just got a visitor. So Sparky is back, the the shop dog. Okay, so as an example, uh, according to RotorDronePro.com, go on, Sparky. A 2,000 milliamp pack will safely deliver 20 amps continuously. 10 times 2,000 milliamp equals 20 amps. A 20C pack of the same capacity will allow you to draw 40 amps from it continuously. So a 75C 5,000, you're talking almost 100 amps. Of continuous draw. Of continuous draw. I don't draw. have anything that will do that. So, yeah. So, you're testing at 1.5 amps? I don't have anything that will do no, that. No, yeah. No, your only way to do it would be to rig up a test stand to hold a plane in place or hold a motor. And get a and big just, motor. And yeah. get a bigger. Because none of the motors I have will pull that much. No. Like I said, the biggest one I have was in the gentle, not the gentle lady. It's in the. In the radian. Radian. It's the biggest motor. Well, and, and it's, it's pr- even it, small. Its ESC is probably a th- twenty or thirty amp ESC, so it will st- like the ESC will not let you. It'll burn out before you get close to the battery. What much. the battery can pull. I'm gonna have to see if I can find uh something to. I have some old motors that I can set up. I'm gonna rig up something so I can do some more testing, but like for all, most of the gliders that I have and the planes that I have, 1.5 amps is plenty of pull because your servos do. Servos do nothing. nothing. The the motor is going to be where the it's, amp draw it's comes your, from. It's your motor, and I don't like, have any power. Like the motor that I have on my on my simple cub. Yeah, that guy. That has a 
20 or 30 amp ESC, and I maybe pull 12. Now, like for my a drone, quad, yeah, your quad that like, has a, that has a 30 four amp, of them. That has though. yeah, that's that's got a 30 amp ESC board. So you're still not going to pull. You'll I'll, pull. Th- you can pull 30. I could pull each 30. Of them can, well, it's it's four 30 amp ESCs. Oh, you have one for each. It's a uh, four-in-one ESC board, and ah. each ESC section of the board is 30 amps. Nice. So, because... That potentially could pull 120 amps. No, because each motor pulls individually. But, oh, from the battery. Yes, yes you're right. from the battery. Um, so, yeah, I, <laughs> there is the potential that I, I think that's how it works. I don't know, um, but that either way... That seems like a lot for it's one a board, 30, It could just be 30 altogether then, but um, that drone, that quad could... Easily pull like if I burst it really hard, yeah, I'll easily hit thirty amps, because thirty amps is the continuous, and then it'll you can peak burst it, it yeah. burst it uh, from like at like forty or forty five for a few seconds. So that's that, that'll be that's easy to hit. Now that's the the worst part about uh, testing how much you're pulling though is if you don't have the rating of the motor or the device that you have you you You're have to do burn something out. Well, you have that and you have to do a in um in line to test what the amperage is. Yeah. Um to to get that adequate test. So, Thankfully, like I said, though, most flight controllers for quads at least will they'll put that out on your OSD. Yes, you can pull that information, which is nice for that. But for like an airplane? Yeah, they don't have if, it. No, you need you need special sensors, which you can get through FreeSky. But so yeah. uh, anyway, I I have been like I've been impressed. Like I said, I'm not doing super super. Uh, I will. I'm gonna set up. I'm gonna build a, a test jig, something that I can do that will pull. Um, that I can set the amperage, and pull that much. Yeah. Um, but That'd in order cool. to do that, I'm gonna have to get a couple components and stuff and pull out my electronics um, background mm-hmm. and build me something. Yeah. Um, because I have some motors, I have some high-end motors that I could actually, that will handle just about any amount of current. Yeah. Speaking of electronics, did you watch that video I sent you? I did not. So Flight I Test... I watched some of it, but the, not all of it. The it Flight was pretty Test Tech Channel just released a video a week ago from this recording, um, where they partnered with a company, I forget the name, um, but there's a software out there you can download for free for the, the, uh, free version it's very light but very yeah. capable um and then jlc pcb or something for but building your own pcb building your own pcb boards yeah oh, they, they, board. they've um but you can build design and build your own pcb with uh two layers in the free version of the software um but if you buy i think the minimum buy is five boards at two dollars a board and then shipping is fifteen dollars. So yeah, I've um, a, a previous company that I worked for. We we designed. I designed. We um, we actually had a software that you could you would draw your traces out. You'd build your you'd build your design. Mm-hmm. You'd put it in the computer, draw your traces, mm-hmm. and then you could have it auto um, draw, and it would or auto place, and it would build the lines and oh, you could nice. say one layer two layer three layer whatever layer you wanted to build it at and it would build now the soft the version that we had i think we could only do f- two or three layers with that one yeah um but it was pretty slick yeah um because you just dump in the information 
And then and we actually used it because we did a lot of uh, – at that company, we did a lot of um, – Reverse engineering. Mm. So we would trace yeah. out a pre an, a, an existing board, and then we would build it. Yeah. And um, you know, that was actually pretty fun. But yeah, so. that that software that that those trace builds that you can do with that, it, and that one looked pretty nice. A little bit of a, I didn't watch the whole thing. I yeah. watched a little bit. I watched a little the bit. Whole I did. Thing. It's pretty slick. That one oh, seemed yeah. pretty slick. It's pretty straightforward. I I in my when I was working on my associate's degree, I took an electronical engineering class where you learn how to lay out a PCB. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty straightforward and simple. I did boards that had f- upwards of five layers. But for a simple two-layer board, the program and how to get it set up so that you you can have your board printed and shipped to you, super easy. They super actually have easy. free online ones, too, that you can do it with. Yeah. Um, and that will give you a print that you, you just... Print it mm-hmm. and give that the no, GRBO. Or you whatever. can build your own. Like I, I etched my oh, own there boards. You go. I built a guitar amp, not a guitar amp, a guitar pedal. Oh, okay. And I, we etched our own boards. Yeah. We printed go. it. You, you, so you print it th- on a specific type of paper. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a filament paper, and then you iron that onto the onto blank the copper PCB. Sheet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you use the etching with bubbles. To get rid of all the copper you don't need, right? Yep. And yep. you make sure when you pill it off, right, when you pill it off that the, the tracers stay there. You can actually buy kits that are tape tracers that you can mm, – so nice. you can build your own, and you can lay it out on the board and everything. They're really, really kind of awesome. If you're into building your own stuff, like if you like – and you, if you're into the DIY stuff and you want to build your own boards and stuff – And you want to make your connections really clean, It's it's building a board would be super, a great way super, to go. super fun. Super, super slick. Building that guitar amp was one of the funnest things, and then I loaned it to somebody. And it disappeared? They never returned my calls, emails, or nothing. Anyway. So, so I'll put a link in the description to the flight test video. Go check it out. I plan on potentially designing a board or two for use in bigger stuff because it, it'd be a great way for running lights or bringing in multiple batteries into a system. Yeah. Or stuff like Or even running multiple servos off of one board if if you needed to or running extensions there's po- that's what they were building yeah is they were building a uh a servo, servo ex- extension yeah so the possibilities are endless with well, this kind of board that, that the thing is is the, the the coolest thing about these that like this software and stuff like it's a like when i went to school with for electronics which was 15 years ago almost 12 years ago 13 years ago um, Pick a number. Well, that's when I finished. So, oh, okay, fifteen to twelve years ago is when I was going to school for electronics. It was just in its infancy of these 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 the, boards the of CAD auto populating and yeah. CAD was there, but like for auto drawing and for mm. using it to populate to um, for the end user. Like they've been around for a long time, but we're talking tens of thousands of dollars for the software. But then they were coming down where they had some online stuff that was pretty inexpensive or very cheap. Like, like you could do simple lines. And now like with this thing, it's, it's super, super cool. Super, super impressive. The free version is, is way more impressive, has way more components. Plus, you can probably find the component um, and the diagram for the component. And if oh, not, easy. you could build it and then put it in its own dip and then 
oh, put yeah. it on your board. Oh, so yeah. like these these new these these new softwares are, have only been improving because the like the like the manufacturer style ones are still tens of thousands of dollars, but what they're doing is insane. They're doing like hmm. fifty layer just just insane PC stuff. PC motherboard stuff. Like what? Like building capacitors and and stuff right into the board. Yeah. Not not like having a chip or a capacitor. Like using the capacitance of, of the, the board, board itself to Holy build God. a capacitor in the board. It's super super cool. Yeah. What you can do with little tiny layers of silicon and copper. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Super super awesome. Links in but the description. Check, check it, it out. out. Uh, that is, I plan on awesome. using it at some point. Yeah, if if you really want to div- dive in, you can look for etching. Um, it's a chemical. That's a whole other monster. It really is, but it's like it's super super fun. And if you're already doing hobby stuff, like maybe you'll find a something that you really like that you you're just like I just want to build this because I want to. Can you buy it? Yeah, you can buy it. The chances are is if you need it. Somebody's already built it, and you can find it online and buy it. Yep. But it's so much more fun to build. it. Sometimes it's just fun to build it. Well, and it's it, it, it's not it's just sometimes. Uh, like I have electronics at my house that are running different automation stuff at my house. Yeah. And I built it. Yeah. Instead of going and getting like all the Google Home or Amazon Alexa I home built automation it. stuff, he built his own. I really did. Now. I have upgraded some of my stuff because my Raspberry Pi that was controlling everything blew up on me. <laughs> and so I upgraded and I do have some home like some If you ever move, stuff. you have to tear it all out, you know that, right? Uh, well, you don't do have to, but you I need have to, to do something because You need to retrograde a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I interfaced my existing hardware to run my with my new fancy stuff, which was really oh, fun to figure out. In, anyway, like we digress a little bit, but like, <laughs> like the little the, like where this is going is like the building of your electronics for your flights, for your flight stuff. Yeah, is like it's in your hands. You can do it, and then to take it to like the three D printer, then you can build cases for it. You can build replacement parts for stuff. So you can say that you built it with your hands. Yeah, that you built it. It's super super slick what you can do. And with the new softwares that are out there for dirt cheap, ah, I, I, like, it's cool. It's oh, yeah. super, super cool. So if you wanted to say you built your plane from scratch, you could do that. Now, like, your control, like, I, you know, don't build your servos by those. Um, your ESCs, yeah. don't build those. You can. You can build those. But the new, like, for 12 bucks, this thing like it will cost you thirty or forty dollars to build a twelve dollar one. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a point where it just makes more sense to buy it from China. But if you're splitting, if you're splitting controls across the surface, or you want to ha- add multiple batteries onto it, building a board that will combine that, super, super awesome. Oh yeah. You know that stuff is fun. Um, but and and you can then you know trick out your your flight stuff with all kinds of LEDs you can make it do what you want it to do instead of having to obey what you buy off the shelf yeah so you got some freedom there that's that's some of the stuff that's with that plus you can have a light up plane that's just awesome. super slick and sick 
Yeah. So um, all right, let's but, let's get back on track. Well, that takes us back. That gets rid of our projects and our builds. Um. So what's next? What do you latest outings? Yeah, we. I, so no. I've only been playing with the SCX twenty fours with my boys as usual. But I saw a video on there's a YouTube channel called I Do RC. And this guy's got axial rock crawlers. I think he follows us on Twitter. I honestly don't know. Maybe I don't look at Twitter very much. I'm I sorry. get all the follows all the time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but, but what he did is he put in this little driver figure and he rigged up so that the steering wheel actual turns actually turns when he turns the steering. And in the head of the guy, he put the DJI HD FPV system. I feel like I saw this video. And I watched one of his videos today. <laughs> he I, has the coolest track in his backyard. <laughs> I feel like I may have watched, or there was one. It was a commercial on yeah. one to watch it. I feel like so. It, I now have similar. inspiration to like. like I, I, I've got this island in my front yard that's a flower bed uh-huh. and that has a water feature that's supposed to work, but it doesn't right now because. I'm working on my yard. Um, it's COVID. Yeah, just other, I have three. <laughs> Why not? Blame it for everything. Exactly. <laughs> because it's been winter. What? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to do is actually kind of lay out a course to follow. Because he has, when you step out this guy's back door, he's got this nice grass pad and then these hedges. And it looks really nice and you can't see anything. But you get, he sit he turns on the camera view of his truck and drives straight towards the bushes and all of a sudden you see this little tiny scale sign that says off-road only. And there's a gap in this tiny little fence and he just goes down this dirt track and goes behind all of his hedges and there's still like 20 feet of yard and it's just covered in tracks and hills. Oh my gosh, and that is he takes amazing. You, oh my word. He see, I would have done something like that if I got that. Link in the description, but my word, that it is looked cool. like so much that is, fun. That is cool. That is cool. I haven't watched it, but it like I swear it's popped up on it a couple has. of my videos to watch. So I do so. RC. Go check him out. He's it's he's only got a few videos up right now, but it, my word, they're cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. that's my latest outings. Um, yeah, I don't have a latest outings. Yeah. Um, but other stuff I wanted to discuss. So when you're flying, this is kind of a beginner tip, I guess. We'll, okay. So we'll jump over to that bit. Well, that's about where we're at. Yeah, we've got time. Um, you so you always want to go through, kind of, yeah. We You always want to go through a pre-flight, pre-flight check. And we've talked about the one that Flight Test recommends, which is CRAP, C-R-A-P, Control yep. Surfaces. I don't remember the rest of them. Rips and tears, electronics, power, I don't know. So you want to check and make sure that your plane is actually flight-worthy. We have that crap on one or two, if you want to go back to that episode. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, and there, Flight Test has a whole video on their pre-flight checklist. Oh, you can go there, too. Yep, I'll put a link. I'll. I need, there's a lot of links I need to remember. I need to write these down. Well, <sighs> you can write them down while you're editing. I know. So you do that. Yes, I do. Which is why we're doing this Excuse way me. this time. <laughs> <laughs> so y- you always want to go through a pl- pre-flight checklist. Make sure that your plane is ready to fly. Make sure your radio is ready to fly. Make sure your flying field is ready to be flown at. Yes. Now, there's various, like, I looked and looked and looked to see if there's, like, an app for my phone that oh. has it all for, like, you can build a pre-flight checklist and stuff. And I know I can go and put in, do like an Excel spreadsheet and stuff, but that's boring. But I found that our transmitters have a pre-flight checklist no built in. 
way seriously. They do. Where did so, you get that? This book? Yes. So this is the uh, OpenTX user manual. Um, you can get it for free online, but if you pay the price of printing, you can buy it from Aloft Hobbies. This one is specific to the X9D+, Plus, but you can buy one specific to the QX7. They're $15. That's pretty awesome. I would recommend it. But you can, so I was looking for stuff, and I found on RC Groups that how to actually build your pre-flight checklist and load it onto your transmitter. Because I've, I've played with it. When you're doing the model setup, there's a pre-flight checks section that you can turn on or off, and it'll tell you your switch positions, your throttle state, and all, tells you a whole bunch of stuff. Um but it doesn't really like give you a list of like check these things before you fly. But you can do that. What yes, you can do that. What you do is you create a, just an open notepad on your computer, just a basic text editor, and create a TXT file and have it and just it'll just display you type in all the stuff that you want, like check your control surfaces, check your electrical connections, check your motor works, check that all your switches are doing what they need to do and all that sort of stuff, and you just scroll through the list and kind of in your head go check, 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 and you go through all these things. So what you'll do is you'll save it the file name as um, the model name that is that is in your transmitter, and then checklist or whatever, and save it to a specific a specific spot. I think the models section folder on your SD card, and then when you have that pre-flight checks turned on. It will, and there's a display checklist button that you can turn on, and it will display the text model or the text file, and it'll just pull up on your screen. You can scroll through it and check through everything and then move on and go fly. So I'm in the process of creating a couple checklists. That's pretty cool. So that's actually really, really cool because, um, you know, our Free Sky stuff, the new devices that we have have a lot of extra features in them yeah and so like the, if it can do that um like what else can we do with a lot of these others you know like mm -hmm. like because this thing is open source and open it's not open source it's open it is open source is it open source uh -huh. you can like like the possibilities are endless. well and you can even write lewis scripts and load them onto this radio these radios Super, like super the, cool. the model wizard when you create a new model and it walks you through that thing, yeah. that's a Lewis script. See, I, I, my next thing, not my next thing, a thing I want to do in the future on mm -hmm. there is I want to be have it when, when it knows it's flying, I want to have a song being played. <laughs> yeah, you can turn on background, you can create background music. Uh, yeah, but I want it to be like as soon as it knows that the plane is in the air with. And my new receivers can send that signal. Yeah, I want a f song to automatically start playing. Logical switch. Yeah, yeah. So there now you go. I, I looks like I'm gonna have to go buy me one of those. Yeah, I, I'd recommend. I would recommend it. And then um, some light reading. The only downside of the <laughs> checklist on the transmitter is it pops up and displays, and you go through it. So if you have anything like check your switches. You can't back out of the checklist, check your switches, and then get back into the checklist sort okay. of thing. At least not that I know of. I haven't fully played with it does yet. It, 
do you know if it like because it says that you do it as a txt but does it accept like json or xml style um I, the blank stare tells me you have no idea what i just said i have an idea of what you just said but <laughs> no it does not because okay. even in here what was it page 28 yeah display so display checklist if a text file with the same name as the model is placed in the models folder on the sd card the radio will recognize it as model notes if this option is checked the file will be displayed at startup so as soon as you select that model i think or shortly thereafter at some point it'll pop up the checklist i'm gonna have to buy one of those and read through it because i bet you can but it takes i bet Probably. it takes ex like if you can build a lewis script yeah. Then you could use that same type and build it in so you could get more functionality out mm -hmm. of that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Now, don't quote me on that because I haven't done it. I'm just guessing from what we can already do with this. There's a thing. lot you can do with Lewis scripts. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm. I'm that There's a Lewis script built onto my transmitter that allows me to play Snake. Why? Why not? I don't, I don't, do you use the controls? Uh-huh. <laughs> so if I get bored at the field, I can just play Snake on my transmitter. <laughs> Why would you get bored at the field? Oh, you crashed it and your buddies are still flying. Yep. <laughs> so I need Snake on my <laughs> controller. <laughs> yeah. So tons of cool stuff that you can do with your trans our transmitters at least. Yeah. Um, the free sky transmitters are I, I'm pretty slick. pretty impressed with them. Are they the best? I can't say they're the only ones I've had. I know there's a there huge no jetty or Futaba or I, Gropner. but I know there's a huge following because spectrum is kind of the same level from what I understand. Um, and there's they're a huge def following level. I, I they cost more, but their functionality is different. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, when I say level, I mean, like, well, there's a sure. lot. Price but, point, no. But, uh, and I know there's a huge following for them. In fact, I've seen on a couple forums where people get very heated between Spectrum and FreeSky, which I don't understand why. Like, oh, well, if you, if you, like, you you ask it start you open up to the internet the discussion of what transmitter do you use or what transmitter should I get you are work colorful words will fly yeah and that's People what I've get seen very heated what I say is go with what you got if you ain't got nothing then just pick something up and go with it like yeah. like really in the end that's it doesn't I don't think it matters. No. Honestly, it really doesn't. Like, just get out and fly. Pick something. If your buddy's got something, I've got a free sky because my buddy's got one. I've got free sky and spectrum. You Spec have, you spectrum because I inherited it from my father-in-law. Free sky because I wanted something more capable than my spectrum. And our and other buddy has a spectrum. I mean, has a free sky. Free sky because of you. No, he actually has it because of Mister Steel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just he just said this is what I'm getting I'm like oh I've been looking into that they look so awesome he's like oh good someone else likes it too <laughs> so I just like that for a quarter of the like Spectrum's newest transmitters are coming out the NX series and their NX8 which is an eight channel transmitter where everything is very set in what it can do like you very little customization with any of their stuff um, it's like four or five hundred dollars. But wow. for three hundred dollars, or two fifty, or whatever it is I spent on my 
X my X90 plus 2019 SE, the special edition, the upgraded stuff, I have all the switches that I can do, make them do whatever I want. I have you have all two more switches than I do, right? Yeah, and buttons and sliders. Yeah. Um, I have ten times the capability. And honestly, in my honest opinion, from everything I've seen and experienced, better signal strength. Spectrum is notorious for their brownouts. Oh, real? That's horrible. Yeah. Like I've I've witnessed brownouts. Like you go, you fly too close to a cell tower with Spectrum, and you're you're hosed. I've flown close to cell, relatively close to cell towers with my Free Sky. Not an issue so far. Well, when we fly over at this park, there's there's, there's a, two. Yeah, there's, there's the one, one at the elementary school and one and, at the church. Yeah, and they're not two hundred yards away from each other. Maybe three hundred yards away from it's, each yeah, other. Yeah, about three. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no issues, and it's really nice having the spectrum analyzer, so I can pull it up and see what kind of noise is in the area. So it it really comes, and then like if you're like if you're like Rami RC out in Germany, he flies on Jetty, and their cheapest transmitter is twelve hundred bucks. Holy cow! But that is like top of the line, top notch, but, but amazing what, stuff. Uh, yeah, but what can you do with that? I mean, is it like open with like the Free Sky, or is it more permanent like the Spectrum? It's between the two. Okay, it's so you, very customizable like Open TX, but, but it's very structured and clean like. Uh, spectrum. spectrum. So you get a little bit of both worlds yeah. there. Okay. But he builds and flies. He's probably. Um, scale jetliners. Yeah. So. His smallest plane is a scale jet that has got a 50 or 60 inch wingspan. Okay. Right now he's working, or he recently did the Airbus A380. Holy cow. And it had That's a, a big. Four, three or four meter wingspan. That's a big plane. It was huge, and it, so, like, he spends thousands of dollars on his planes. So he needs top-of-the-line stuff. What, I'm, what I was getting at. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, but... Check out Rami RC on YouTube. He's amazing. Get into, the, get into the hobby. If that's inherited, use what you inherit. Exactly. If you're just on a budget... Start with the budget list. There's tons of great budget radios that, like, any radio that runs OpenTX is a great budget radio. Yeah, and so like the, the options are amazing out there, and like the whole thing that that is, go with what either your buddies tell you or go with what you know, and as you progress in this, like, five years down the road, will I buy a different receiver transmitter? Well, I'll buy different receivers, definitely. But will I buy a different transmitter? Absolutely. Probably. Maybe not five years. Maybe five years. I don't know. It depends on how. Free Sky just released their newest one. Yeah, I don't need another one. The Tandem X20. My word, that thing is gorgeous. The but the, the basic version <laughs> is only two hundred and seventy bucks. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. In the end, like like we've kind of stay we 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 talk about this. It feels like every third episode or so. But it's important to know. It's like find something, yeah, and use it. Yep. Even if that's like your first plane is a um, ARF, no, ready to fly. A ready to fly. Like Which you, comes with a transmitter. Yeah, Yay! Yeah, you have That's like awesome. you can't use that transmitter with anything else, most likely. But who cares? Because you're out flying. Yeah. You're out experiencing this this hobby that actually like I miss flying my elf. Yeah. 
That's why. That's why I'm so looking forward to my gentle lady being dead. That elf was so, and I could just walk out there and just flick it, throw it, fly for a little bit. Like it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the Radeon. I'm a little sad about the radio. I love flying the Radeon, it but takes, I gotta go out there, takes and get more my effort out there, and plug everything in, get it all running, yeah. make sure nothing's bent or doing stupid things, and then <laughs> and then I can fly. You know, I can fly all day long with that thing, which I, I which I don't fly all day long, but I I fly for several, yeah, you know, an hour or so, um, just where I just I'm in the air for close to that time. Yeah, just so the it, nature of that plane, it takes more effort to get out. Yes. And so it's like I do enjoy flying it, but because of that, that's why I can't wait for this tiny trader because it's basically going to be a little bit more complicated than the elf, and but nowhere n- near nowhere near what I have to do for my the radian the radian yeah because this the tiny trainer will fit in my car with the wings on, yep, and the wings are held on by two rubber bands just barely though. <laughs> <laughs> I have it's a really only a thirty-six inch wingspan. You've seen my car. My word. It it will fit. Is my car bigger than yours? Just barely. Holy crap! It feels like your car's bigger. No. Weird. Okay. No. Whatever. The the key is <laughs> get out and fly. Yes. That is the main goal. <laughs> what I'm trying. Like, whatever it takes. Yes. Whatever you end up using. Awesome. Yeah, and that was that. Was, I miss getting out and flying. And we we had some crappy weather for a while, so it was still like I was like, oh, I want to go fly. It's standard but Utah spring right now. It's cold. It's freezing cold one week and cooking hot the next. Yeah, it's, so it's Utah. I'm hoping tomorrow will be nice. If it is, if the field is, I, I will be going to one of the fields. Nice. Um, I will be not at some point tomorrow. I don't know. Yes. Because tomorrow's Saturday for yep. us, it, which will be just a couple days ago for you guys. Um, I, I'm I want to take out the slow stick. Sweet. I'm terrified if I put that five thousand one in there because I mean the ESC is not going to pull everything, but I'll probably be I, I would be able to fly that thing all day long. Yeah. But it's going to be pretty heavy, so I don't know. I I I'm, I want to get out and fly, but I'm, I'm terrified to fly that one without having you there. Honestly. Okay. I want to take it out and I want to go fly, but I'm a little nervous doing it by myself the first time. That's fair. I want somebody there that I can run into. He needs target practice. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I think my target's pretty. My target, my aim is pretty good. <laughs> only when I'm out there. Yeah, only when you're Otherwise, out there. Otherwise, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we've did we kill this rambled their ears off. This? Yeah, we're we're at an hour of rambling. So, so any any final thoughts before we any final thoughts to add on to our previous final thoughts? Uh, no, not really. Um, when you're working on a new project, just you know be patient with it and and keep mm. working. Um, you'll get through it. Just yeah. like I said, just be patient. If you want to see the build, follow along with my build of the gentle lady. Follow us on Instagram. I post pictures there, mm-hmm. and if you want to see all the details, you can find. I'll post links to them. But I've got build logs for it on RC groups as well as the new Willy Nilly's forum, WillyNillies.info. Nice. Um, so you can follow the build logs there. Um, That'll be I, either links down in the descriptions, absolutely, or over there, or up th- wherever they're at in whatever you're consuming this. They'll be down below. 
<laughs> They'll be in the description. Um, so yeah, I've got detailed build logs there where I take load a bunch of pictures, try and type up as much of the details as I can, make it nice and clear. Because again, I got this as, as a beta kit. They still don't have instructions for building the fuselage out. So I put as much detail as I can into it. That's pretty awesome. So there you go. All right. And I think... I think that ends us up today. Yep. I mean, are we... No, I think that's it. So with that, when flying inverted, up is down and down is expensive. RPM is how hard you hit the ground and torque is how far you have to dig to get yourself out. Yes. See you guys. Yes.